Welcome to Last Weekly, where we talk, laugh, and sometimes bitch about the highs and lows of the past week, including, is Delta the worst airline or the worst variant? Should we call shotgun and ride with the Texas Democrats on their voting rights road trip? Is billionaire Richard Branson still a space virgin? Can the Free Britney movement free us from sexism? Is Victoria's secret the fact that Karens love to shop there? Plus a fun-sized edition of Taster Talk. I'm Kevin Williams, and I'll be recapping the week with my incredible co-host, Anthony Tone Show Nunez. Kevin, I'd like to welcome all our listeners to the official 4.7 rated Apple podcast show. We're not a five, but in our hearts, we know we're a five. We know we are deep, deep, deep down. Oh, my God. So how are you doing? I'm doing great over here, Kevin. How are you doing over there with Delta? Oh, not great. <laughs> okay. For the first time since early January, COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations are on an upswing again, largely driven by the spread of the more contagious Delta variant. Public health departments in several California Bay Area counties and one city issued an advisory Friday recommending that everyone, regardless of vaccination status, wear a face mask in public indoor spaces. And here in Los Angeles, it's not a suggestion. It is now a requirement in Los Angeles County that everyone wear a mask when in public spaces indoors. So what's going on in New York right now? Well, in New York, Kevin, we're acting, well, our, our government officials are acting like everything that's happening outside New York is not happening here. I'm really surprised by the fact that I keep reading about Israel, California, all these mass mandates are going back on. And in the case of New York, we're having the complete opposite. Um, We're just continuing and saying, hey, we're, we're, we're on an upswing. But I just checked the numbers this week, and we are actually above a 1.0. Um, 1, 1. So cases are going up in New York, but slightly, ever so slightly, but they are going up. What about you? Okay, now, you know what? If people are listening thinking like, well, I don't live in California, and I don't live in New York, so this has nothing to do with me. Well, I got a little something for you. During a White House briefing this week, the director of the Centers for Disease Control said that the seven-day average of coronavirus infections was up nearly 70% in just one week across the country in total to about 26,300 cases a day. The seven-day average for hospitalizations has increased to climbing about 36% from the previous seven days. That is a very fast uptick if you ask me. And it seems to be driven, according to what they're saying, um, it's the unvaccinated. It seems like it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated we're in right now. That's exactly what I read, too, that that's what this is. But um, the hard thing, thats I think that's the reason why here in L.A. County, we have the rule that no matter what your status is with vaccination, you have to wear a mask because there's no way to really know. I mean, you're not going to have everybody be carded with card that we got saying that, you know, you've been vaccinated with both doses or whatever, because um, there were people that were actually making forgeries of these vaccination cards so it's just like wow. better safe that everybody be wearing a mask 
mask. And mm-hmm. the funny thing is, even if you are vaccinated, you can still get the Delta variant. The benefit is, odds are you're going to have a, a much easier time with the, your infection versus an unvaccinated person. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it's come out, I believe, that one of the forms of vaccination, I think it's Johnson, um, I think it's Johnson that is showing less effectiveness against the Delta variant than the other ones. I got Moderna, and so far I haven't heard bad stuff about Moderna and the Delta variant. Knock on wood. I got Moderna too. Knock on wood. I know. Oh my god. Oh my god. We're Moderna bros. <laughs> now, one of the things, because uh, you know we talk about movies a lot here, uh, movie theater stocks took a hit this week due to the rising COVID nineteen cases and also uh, premium on demand movie streaming. Now, we were talking about this on the phone about how well last weekend Marvel's Black Widow did mm-hmm. and the way that they released it uh, simultaneously on premium video on demand as well as theaters. But I thought you told me that you heard that they're going to be changing that up and that this is going to be one of the last movies released this way yeah they're saying that um uh, the next disney movie is going to be the last one that's going to be available for premiere access when you have to pay the extra 29.99 on top of your disney plus subscription so it looks like they're nipping this in the bud because i think disney sees the, how much money they can make at the box office i think they may have to rethink this new plan to kind of change the way movies have been released in the age of covid indeed kevin and i also think that at the end of the day the consumer should be able to pick if people want to are watching from home and it makes sense business-wise i really think we we need to disrupt some of these industries i know people might say it might be harsh but in order to progress sometimes we have to do you have to shake it up a little well i thought that black widow made a lot of money so i guess it didn't make as much money as they thought it would make but a lot of people paid 30 dollars that premium access i was shocked so i think they can still make tons of money releasing films this new hybrid way indeed i think as well i think it's just a problem with the movie theaters i'm not sure if if they're gonna survive long term if they if um it keeps chipping into their income well if nothing else i feel like give them two weeks where they have it exclusively and then after two weeks let it be available on premium access for disney plus or whatever you know if paramount plus wants to play that same kind of game or hbo max then i feel like that's the best of both worlds all right so let's keep it moving because we have a lot to cover this week texas democrats let's talk about what they're doing a group of democrats fled texas on monday to break quorum and wait out the end of their ongoing special legislative session in an effort to block the advancement of dual Republican-backed bills that would revise the state's voting and election laws. Voting rights advocates say, if enacted, those bills would make it harder for Texans to have ballot access. So, what do you think about what's going on in Texas, Tone? Or not Texas, because I think uh, a lot Mm -hmm. of the Democrats have fled. They're now actually in the state capitol in Washington, D.C. Well, just to give a little perspective to the people listening um these bills will make it harder for people to vote from home let's say someone is physically challenged and they want to do mail by they want to mail their vote in or let's say there's someone who can't leave their car and they want to do like drop off at, at a at a ballot or like one of those like um, post office ballot locations basically they just want to make it harder for people to vote um the whole argument supposedly that gov- 
Governor Abbott and, and the Republican Texas are saying, oh, this is about election election security. But like we saw in, in, in the last election, there was no proof of, of widespread election fraud. This is a, this is something that's false and, and it keeps being used to push uh, these restrictions on voting. And the people I the people in Texas, I applaud them for fighting because I really think that Democrats, they, they, they have the majority. The people have spoken. They did their part and they need to start fighting. So I agree with this. Oh, they absolutely need to fight. And for those of you who don't understand why they fled and what that actually is doing, current rules in Texas mean two-thirds of elected members in each chamber must be present to conduct business. So by so many of them leaving the state, they can't push through this legislation. So that's why the Republicans are so angry because they want to push this through and make it harder because even though Republicans contain control in the last election cycle, Democrats made huge gains and they are trying to push this back in every state. They're trying to push where they lost a Georgia when it came to the Senate race. They're trying to roll that back and make it all across the country. They're trying to make it harder for people to vote because when less people vote, Republicans win. And um, in connection with this whole thing, uh, West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin met with the Texas House Democrats on Capitol Hill. But the really depressing thing about it was the day after he did it, he was scheduled to go to Texas for a fundraiser that was being held for him by wealthy Republican oil and gas executives. So uh, if you're wondering uh, why they're being so friendly towards him, Joe Manchin just happens to be the chairman of the Senate's Energy and uh, Natural Resource Committee. So I, I think that might have something to do with the fact that so many huge, rich Republicans want to help this man stay in office. And a lot of um, so a lot of people were saying online, Kevin, in, in reference to the the, de- the Democrats fleeing, um, obviously on the right. Uh, uh, these people are, are avoiding um, their their duty. Oh, look at them! They they want to basically create gridlock. Let's remind folks that Republicans have have used every rule in a book to get their way and create gridlock. We didn't get any hearing uh, on a Supreme Court judge because Republicans said, you know, we're not even going to hear this out. And the reason I found out recently that that the reason that that Congress um, never is really incomplete, you know, when the, uh, the basically the the president has the powers to actually seat a Supreme Court judge. Let's say if Congress is on vacation, let's say they're on leave and it's closed, the president can actually, in their absence, that can actually see a Supreme Court judge. So the reason that Congress never um, actually officially goes on leave, and they always have some some senator there holding court, is because not to allow the the, the, the president to do this. In, in this case, we have a Democratic president. So when Republicans are in charge of Congress and they're the majority, they never take actually a vacation, an official vacation. It's always open. So this, what the Democrats did, is completely in the rule book. The Republicans have done similar things in the past so don't people are trying to make this like like it's a democrat thing no this happens on both sides oh absolutely and i feel like if you can't fight for people having the right to vote then you don't need to be in office literally one side knows that they can't win if people vote they made this quite clear this isn't about voter fraud they've always made claims of voter fraud and there's been investigation after investigation even under the trump administration when he got elected he put a special panel together the republicans that he chose handpicked 
came out and said that there was no election fraud. After the last 2020 election, he was furious that his own people, including the head of the Justice Department, uh, someone who I thought would never do the right thing, even he came forward and said there was no election fraud to any kind of number that affected the election, that the election that we had that elected Joe Biden was fair and square. And Trump is still pushing this lie and other Republicans are pushing this lie to try and make it harder and a hold uh, for other people to vote that don't vote Republican and to try to hold on to power. To give you an example of how unfair things are, in certain states that are run by, by Republicans, you can use a fishing license or a hunter's license, a hunting license to show as ID to vote. But you know what you can't use? You can't use a student ID. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because more students vote liberally or vote Democratic than don't. So that's why a student ID isn't good enough. But if you want to use your gun registration or your hunting license or fishing license, oh, that's all good. That's good enough for us. But no, a student ID isn't good enough. And as demographics change and this country changes over in time, the minority will become the majority eventually. So Republicans, instead of honoring democracy and trying to actually, you know, actually court those voters, they're just going to, you know, change rules. So it's just ridiculous. All right. So let's keep it moving. And let's talk about billionaires, billionaires in space. Kevin, <laughs> I was going to do that. Billionaires in space, man. We are this. We are in the same boat, Kevin. Like we just like we're like mental twins here. I know it is so spooky. Silky. So, so um, what's making news right now is the battle between two billionaires, richer beyond our than our wildest dreams, uh, are competing to be the first billionaire in space. So recently, Richard Branson this week he claims that he went to space, but others disagree. So I need to give you a little bit of a backstory. So the Federation Aeronautics International is a body that governs air sports and they have defined the edge of space, where space begins and where our atmosphere ends. And so they refer to that line where outer space begins as 100 kilometers higher than the Earth's surface. It's known as the Kármán line. And so Richard Branson, he actually went up to 86 kilometers above the earth. And so for those of you like me who are like, I'm an American, I have no idea what kilometers mean. To give you an idea, the 100 kilometers line is about 328,000 feet up in the air. And then Richard Branson, he actually reached only 86 kilometers, which is around 200 183,000 feet above the Earth's surface. And so if that isn't enough to let you know that he did not, in fact, become the first billionaire in space, astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson said while he was being interviewed on CNN that Branson did not actually travel to space. Um, in fact, he laughed and said, I'm sorry, no, he did not make it to space. And then he, then he said like one of those sorry, not sorry kind of things. No, I am not sorry. And uh, then he laughed and said uh, Branson's travel was actually suborbital, and that feat was achieved by NASA about 60 years ago. So the whole bragging rights that Branson wanted to claim and is actually tried to claim just aren't true. So what do you think about, A, the battle between Branson and Bezos? And do you think that he actually reached outer space? 
what do you think? Well, this even gets even more murky, and there should be an asterisk next to Richard Branson, even though I, I applaud what, what he's done. Look, researching this, the first space tourist was actually a, a, a wealthy businessman named Dennis Tito, and he went to the International Space Station in 2001. Now, he's currently has a net worth of a billion dollars. So uh, at the time, I'm assuming 2001, maybe he didn't have a net worth of a billion dollars. But he was definitely the first rich person to buy a seat to go into space to the ISS, which is actually space. So it's funny that people aren't talking about this. Um, but Richard Branson... I'm not an astrophysicist. I know he went up really uh, far, and he was and he was definitely floating in the video. Yeah, he was weightless. He was weightless. He, he was weightless. So uh, I just know how 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 Americans' minds work, and in their brain, this is that's it. It, it's, it was said. It's true. Like no one cares about the the reality of it or not. Uh, but one thing I do think that Jeff Bezos in his penis rocket will be the first billion, the second <laughs> billion in space. <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, over 70,000 people signed a petition that Jeff Bezos not be allowed back on Earth after he leaves, <laughs> <laughs> which was kind of mind-blowing. So, um, I don't know what's up with that. And to make this even weirder, I was in a room with not one, but two different NASA employees on Clubhouse this week, and they went on and on about how Mr. Virgin Galactic did not actually go to space. They gave me all kinds of reasonings and all kinds of numbers they were crunching that were going way over my head. But they also were talking about the fact that there is a certain kind of thermal protection system that has to be in place for an orbital vehicle to be able to land safely to re-enter the atmosphere because the friction, it's over 3,000 degrees. And they both pointed out that Richard Branson's vehicle did not have that kind of system in place, which they said unequivocally proves that he didn't actually go to space because you can't safely re-enter the atmosphere. He had to have left the atmosphere to re-enter the atmosphere and he would need that kind of thermal protection on his uh, ship. And the funny thing is they kept referring to it as an, like, an orbital vehicle. And I think that they were doing that because they did not want to use the term spaceship because it didn't actually go to space. Well, oddly enough, Kevin, while looking this up also, I was, uh, to, to add to that, I was uh, looking at a market watch. I had an article which compared um, Virgin Galactic's, they call it a suborbital space plane. So they do not call it a spaceship, technically. Exactly. So the NASA people were using terms like that in Clubhouse. He did not go to space. So this seems like it's pretty settled. Now, next week is when um, Jeff, Bezos. Jeff Bezos is supposed to actually go to legit space. So we'll see if it actually happens. And the funny thing about that whole thing is I think he's like kind of dragging his brother because when they did an announcement, <laughs> they did a video and he was like, and, and you're going to be coming too. And his brother was like, yay. I mean, just like it seemed like he wasn't thrilled about it. Yeah, so we, I don't know if it's <laughs> Kevin, can we act like we're in junior high for a second and talk about the the the, the aesthetic of the Blue Origin um, space rocket capsule system? <laughs> It does yes. look like a, it does look like a, a white giant penis, though. It, that's why I said before. Like, I, I'll give it to Virgin Galactic. Their their system is like two different, um, like sh like a space plane and a shuttle like type of. So it's basically a big plane and a little plane. The big plane takes you high enough, and the little plane completes the rest of the journey and brings you back down. With um with Blue Origin, Jeff Bezos is like a big giant penis rocket type of visual. <laughs> And just the tip of the rocket, 
goes into <laughs> goes into space, which is the capsule. It detaches from the rest of it. It's really like I don't know. <laughs> very, very. It's very phallic. Very yes, phallic very... looking. Yes. But he... but let's face it. This whole thing has been nothing but a pissing contest. So it's like get, just get some rulers out and see who has a bigger one, so we can move on, people. <laughs> um, that's what this is about. So it has been absolutely crazy. But when it comes to what's his Virgin Galactic, what's his name? I just keep forgetting his name. Uh, Richard, Sir Richard, Richard Branson. Sir Richard Branson, you are still a space virgin. You got to space second base, but that's it. So, <laughs> all right, let's let's keep it moving. All right, let's talk about what's going on with Britney Spears. Britney Spears returned to court on Wednesday to once again speak out against her conservatorship and her father, Jamie Spears. She told Judge Brenda Penny that she would like to formally press charges against her father, saying, I'm here to get rid of my dad and and charge him with conservatorship abuse. I want to press charges against my father today. I want an investigation into my dad. I was always extremely scared of my dad. And then she reiterated that her ultimate goal is to end the conservatorship altogether. But her first priority is to get rid of her father once and for all. And she said the weirdest thing to me, that her father has taken things from her, like her hair vitamins. He won't let her have coffee. And he's confiscated her driver's license and she said about these things he's taken away from her if this is not abuse i don't know what is so she did win the right to choose her own attorney and the attorney that she hired came out and basically said that her father should voluntarily resign from the dual conservatorship right now as they file paperwork to try and make him no longer be the joint conservator even if he doesn't resign but at this point when your daughter has gone public so many times saying that she does not want you in charge of making decisions for her, I don't know how you can justify continuing to be in charge because there's other people. Let's even say that we believe her father, that Brittany is not capable of doing this herself. There's all kinds of people looking into this case. There's a, there's another court appointed conservator that he was working with. Why can't these other people and lawyers basically do it without him? It, I don't understand what he's gaining other than sweet, sweet cash by holding on to this control. What do you think? Uh, let's just add also, Kevin, that she used the hashtag free Britney hashtag on, on, on that. um when she, when On she... social media for the first time. Mm -hmm. She had never acknowledged the movement properly like she did this week, which was amazing to her fans that have been pushing this. And I believe they're part of the reason this actually happened, why the judge finally made this finding that she could choose own attorney it seems crazy to me that they didn't even think she was competent enough to choose an attorney I, I mean if she literally picked some weirdo attorney then a judge could have overruled that choice but she picked a legit attorney with real experience who's represented some very big people in very big cases so the idea that until literally this week she wasn't mentally capable of choosing somebody feels kind of ridiculous and to speak to that, Kevin, um, Rudolph Giuliani, who just lost his license in New York, uh, his license to be an attorney, um, he represented the president of the United States. So if she threw a rock, she would have hit a, uh, 
a decent attorney. Like, I don't, this is just ridiculous to me. And it just proves that this is a case of clear and present sexism. It's just sexism. We all know of, of wealthy men who do crazy, obnoxious things with their money and their wealth. Some of them who we would say, I would say, uh, may suffer from some type of mental, um, I'm not a psychologist, but suffer from some type of mental issues. And even in the case of Kanye West, um, who his wife, Kim Kardashian at the time, came out and said, you know, he needs help. And they, she was not able to get any type of help for him because obviously he's a man and he's a genius, you know, not he doesn't need any help. But in the case of Britney, she's, she's, a, she's a very wealthy woman and she have agency over herself. And even let's say she doesn't have agency over herself. This is the one case that I know of. And let's remind you, uh, Britney is a white blonde celebrity woman with a lot of money. She has like every type of privilege that they know of. So sexism is the thing that's holding her down. And she's the only wealthy person that I know that can run amok of the system and get away. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Kanye West. Kanye West has demonstrated that he is just mentally broken time and time again. And Kim Kardashian, with all her resources, didn't have the ability to get control of his craziness. Mm -hmm. And Britney, the idea initially when she had that, you know, the famous breakdown when she we saw her shaving her head and, you know, hitting a paparazzi car with a golf club that that was going to be a temporary thing that she wasn't right in that moment but the idea that she isn't mentally capable but she was capable of being worked like a dog they sent her to vegas and had her doing mm -hmm. multiple shows every week they had her doing photo shoots and having deals to make different perfumes mm -hmm. selling posters selling music she was okay for that but she wasn't able to make her own decisions even down to they put an iud in her against her will she doesn't have the right to have a child if she wants to so this to me is absolutely sexism i can't think of any other reason why they're still saying she can't make even the smallest decisions for herself but yet she's capable of working and supporting you know hundreds of people she's an industry she makes so much money for so many people including her father who draws a very handsome salary for being in charge of her conservatorship so yeah this doesn't smell right now speaking of things not smelling right how do you feel about some of the celebrities that have just kind of come out of i don't know high hibernation recently to support the free britney movement in particular justin timberlake mm -hmm. recently coming forward other celebrities have come forward supporting uh the free britney movement mariah carey rose mcgowan comedian kathy griffin and even elon musk <laughs> use the free britney hashtag this month and kevin um before we talk about the celebrities i really i, I find it really there's a couple of factors in the story that i find like really astounding and the 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 passion of these fans do you imagine like somewhere years ago there, there was there was a young britney fan and his mother was like trevor go outside and throw out the trash and trevor was like no mom britney's in an unfair conservatorship i have to get this done hashtag free britney <laughs> like where, where like the the passion of these fans because for years i've been seeing this hashtag and now celebrities are starting to take notice and you know i feel like celebrities just jump on everything like like me too wasn't start by, wasn't started by a celebrity like all these all these things start really organically and then these celebrities come in and they add their voices in their platform and then we kind of forget but I, I could really give it to the fans that that really started this movement which is a little bit kind of stalkish but i really give it to them kevin oh my god there, there is so much love for britney and so much dedication and what really i think pushed it over the edge a, there were fans before the documentary, but that documentary that was on Hulu 
really kind of put all the pieces of the puzzle together and in your face in an hour. And I was shocked when you saw it all played out together that it just didn't make any sense that they still have control of her. And remember, when they had control of her, I mentioned these other jobs. I forgot about the fact that, remember, she was one of the judges on America's Got Talent or whatever. Mm-hmm. They had they had her working. And so the idea that she could do all that but still couldn't even choose her own attorney. Initially, one of the things she asked for, she wasn't even asking for the conservatorship to be ended. She asked for uh, the bank to be in charge of her conservatorship. And the judge denied that, which made zero sense. So if you're saying she's not mentally capable of handling her own money you say a financial institution can't do it but her father who has practically no education he can handle it please not i can't i yeah let's let's keep it moving all right let's talk about victoria's secret karen all right so earlier this week a black woman raised more than a hundred thousand dollars on a gofundme page for legal fees after a so-called victoria's secret karen charged at her and chased her around the store before calling the police according to the insider ms yukenta i'm so sorry for butchering your name ms yukenta i am i'm not i'm gonna yeah it's not gonna do i'm not gonna do a great job um said she was shopping for for underwear when Miss Elphick started browsing uncomfortably close to her, so she asked her to back up. Instead, Miss Elphick reported Miss Yukenta to Victoria's Secret employees for threatening her. The disturbing recording of that Miss Yukenta took of Miss Elphick rushing at her, screaming, asking not to be filmed, and chasing Miss Yukenta around the store went viral with a quickness. And so subsequent clips show Miss Yukenta attempting unsuccessfully to get assistance from security guards and police. And the videos have since gone viral, like I said earlier. So what do you think, Tone? When you saw the video, what were you thinking? Because it was a sight to behold. Well, the video, Kevin, in, in its totality was, was is posted online on YouTube. I saw it. It's 21 minutes and 17 seconds. So what, what we saw first was a few clips and just, just some things in the video that just like just pop up to pop up. And I'm hoping we can discuss these different points. But when you said that she was there, um, Miss Yukenta was there shopping in the video. She says, I'm just I'm just here for my free panty, y'all. So it appears that um, Victoria's <laughs> Secret on your birthday, you get a coupon for a free panty. So she was there for a free panty, Kevin. And this Karen got in her way her free panty. I find it very disturbing, Kevin. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I'm what I'm disturbed by is no one's giving dudes free boxers on their birthday. But you know, like, go ahead. It's a 21 minute long video, and from the in the video, we we go from the beginning where we see uh, Miss Elphick. She's on the floor. She's crying. At one point, Kevin, she fakes passing out, and she just lays flat on the floor where people shop continue shopping around her. Like it's that's a, such a New York City thing. If you ever been on the New York City subway <laughs> and you've seen people just like pass out through like smear feces on the train, and people just continue on their day. That's what I saw in the video were you shocked by people just going about their day while this thing is happening this took place in new jersey but yeah it was a new york state of mind they were cucumber cool mm-hmm. and just kept it moving you know what maybe there was, there was their birthdays too and they were there to get their free underwear they weren't going anywhere you can pass <laughs> you can pass it on the floor if you want to we are getting our free stuff 
And while and while this is all happening in the video, you see Mesu Kenta saying, I'm recording because when so you report this to the cops, I, they're not going to believe me. Basically, it's it's really sad that while she was recording the video, she acknowledges the fact that when police and security finally get there, they're not going to believe they're going to take this woman's side, even though this woman's a, acting completely erratic in the video. And that just really like it just that's the part that I find so breaking that this woman was recording for her own safety. And by, by, mind you, in the video, it starts with this woman. Um, this this Victoria's Secret Karen charging at her to hit her, and then she faked this whole you know yeah she crisis. yeah she keeps trying to take a swing at her, and when she turns around away where the camera isn't facing this woman, she keeps trying to creep up and hit her, and then she turns mm -hmm. around with the camera, and then she backs up when she sees the camera. It is so crazy. You would think it was an SNL skit. That's how over the top this woman's behavior is. It is so nuts, and the fact that no one was rushing to try and help this woman who was clearly being assaulted or intimidated mm -hmm. by this crazy person i can't and, and again if this was reversed if it was a black woman acting even a fraction of the crazy that that woman was uh abigail whatever her last name is was exhibiting she may have been shot do you hear mm -hmm. me they would have mm -hmm. come in guns ablazing so this woman was absolutely right to record everything i think she was smart to create a gofundme page because she she might need legal representation because the woman the karen was not arrested she At was all. she was not arrested or detained not even for one second and so, she just kept demanding that please to the police when they arrived finally please escort her out the mall they wouldn't even escort her out the mall you know how many times i've seen videos on youtube kevin or cops it's called simple assault a, a shove or push a spitting nothing there's nothing happened to this woman and i was reading online the comparisons to that um central park where that woman used white panic and weaponized white panic this speaks to white to weaponizing white panic and in the video, Kevin, at one point, one of the other shoppers tells Miss Yukenta, why don't you just leave? Instead of referring, basically basically saying that she's the one causing the problem, when it is clearly there's a white woman on the floor acting like a mad woman, and no one seems to tell her to leave. So I find that really crazy that the other shoppers told her to leave when she was just basically recording for home protection. Like, it's really upsetting. Oh, my God. I am so glad you mentioned that. I almost let that go by without mentioning it. Yes. Ask the woman who's completely calm and acting completely rationally you need to go but the woman who's literally on the floor flipping out and then doing fake um mm -hmm. like drag queen drops <laughs> where she's like I, she was on mm -hmm. i don't know if she was trying to get on rupaul's drag race it was insanity and yet this other woman who's calm and collected is asked that you know you need to go absolutely uncalled for it would not have happened if it were reversed i'm i hope that she does get an attorney i hope that she sues i hope she sues the police i hope she sues the mall and victoria's secret released some statement basically saying that they're all about inclusion and stuff like that yeah there needs to be lawsuits all around well kevin that part i agree with the mall when the when the security sh this video is 21 minutes long and half of the video security never shows up i feel like if that woman would have knocked over something security would have came and tackled her and security never showed up but i really don't know what the victoria's secret people working there would what we really expect them to do like I really don't blame Victoria's Secret for this, but with the, how apathetic the police were when they showed up, and the little regard that they showed the victim, who in this case, in my in my opinion, 
what was Miss Yukenta. It's just ridiculous. She actually, in the 21-minute video, she records herself after going to the police station and filing complaints against the officers for she she felt that she wasn't protected and which if you watch the video you probably because well, she the same. wasn't that's why <laughs> she didn't feel protected because she wasn't protected mm-hmm. and that when she went to the police station the police officer he didn't want to look at her video either it's just i really think that they need to look into this because i really the if this if the cases were reversed this woman would have been handcuffed she would have been escorted from the mall if not if if not dead and i am not even kidding because i there was a case where there was a black man in a walmart looking at a bb gun Oh, um, yeah. and shopping and a white person freaked out they called the police the police came into the store and imme- they did not one word to this man they shot him while he was shopping mm-hmm. and killed him so i have zero doubts that if that black woman had been flipping out even a half as much or a quarter as much as that white woman she would have been dropped by a bullet and they would have kept it moving and blamed her and that would have been the end of the story so i am so proud of her for protecting herself recording this and i hope that uh this is a life-changing event for her in a good way and her family and that there that there's actually a price to be paid and that maybe this will change some of the behavior of that police department as well as the mall security and um victoria's secret says that their employees they felt acted within their guidelines so they did what they were supposed to do according to victoria's secret in their statement and also, Kevin, um, for some people were saying online, why does she keep recording her? Um, I looked this up. It, there is no expectation of privacy in a public place. This was a public place. There was no expectation of privacy. Victoria's Secret did not have any signage saying no recording in the store. She was never asked to stop recording by the management or anyone inside the store. New Jersey is a one-party consent state. So as long as one party, in this case her, wanted to record it was okay to record so those are all arguments that are not valid in this case i've seen plenty of audit videos on youtube where people physically uh, literally go and record police doing doing their actions and that's protected under the constitution so this woman was in all her rights to record i applaud her for recording and i also want to say that this is a, just another case of a person in a minority a black woman in this case having to keep her cool and her composure which i applaud her while someone else is acting a fool and some people online pointed to the fact that there was a there was a there was a gentleman who had a concealed license and he was shot and killed by police um a couple years ago and his girlfriend during the whole recording this was on facebook live i'm not sure if some of you remember this. i remember um, that case she also they were saying how her his, the girlfriend in the case who was recording her boyfriend who had just been shot who had a legal permit the, the cop and shot and shot her boyfriend and she during the whole encounter was referring to the officer as officer and sir and a lot of times what i want to say is the victim in these cases a lot of time people of color have to maintain their composure and and they have to be the ones who act reasonable even when unreasonable things are happening to them and this is the society that we live in oh well you, you have to because it can cost you your life if you don't and you can do everything right we've seen evidence in videos because one of the things that bugs me the most whenever somebody does get killed by the police whether that's an unarmed person at a traffic stop or anything else people try to say well if they had behaved correctly or done the right thing then they would be alive there is no right thing when somebody is crazy or trigger happy or has internalized racism or implicit bias where they see you they don't see you as a human being they don't see you as a person their spidey sense is tingling the moment they see somebody who has non-white skin doing 
anything. And there's just too many people that have died for absolutely nothing. And people have had to hold it together while watching a loved one die. They've had to hold it together so they wouldn't be killed in front of their child as well. I'll never forget that Facebook Live. That case was absolutely atrocious. It's a Philando Castile. That does believe the gentleman's name who who was killed by the police in this instance. Yeah, on the Facebook Live. All right. What? Wow. I we did not plan the order of these stories correctly because now. <laughs> yeah, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try to lighten the mood after that. A palate cleanser, right? I know. Oh, oh, you know what? A palate cleanser in the nth degree. All right. So we're going to do a little mini version of Taster Time. Yeah, we didn't. We we comp- we should have done billionaires in space last. Time. Yes, we should have done. We were not thinking correctly. All okay. right, so we we actually we really do need this palate cleanser after that story. So I have not one tone, but I have two summertime treats to help you beat the heat. And I want to know what you think of them. So if the food I describe sounds pretty good, then you're going to basically say that you're willing to fork it. You want to give it a try. If it seems like it's all right, you know, maybe you'll give it a try. Then you'll say taste it. But if this Franken food is so upsetting, such an affront to nature that you don't even want it in the same room as your mouth, then you give that food a kill. All right. First on our menu is two new soft drinks that are based on retro candy fan favorites mike and ike mike and ike's new cherry and strawberry soda (laughs) the two flavors are available in 20 ounce bottles and they're available right now so did you grow up eating mike and ike's i have no i've probably had mike and ike's kevin but it doesn't bring a picture right now they look kind of like do you remember have you ever seen good and plenty they look kind of like good and plenty Mm -hmm. and they're that shape and to me mike and ike's were always kind of like a glorified jelly bean or something um they had some kind of weird kind of a chewy scent or whatever and um i think the box was white and you could see the 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 candy like the the pictures of the candy and two pictures Mm -hmm. of these cartoon guys that were mike and ike so anyway now they actually are available in soda form and one thing that actually slipped by me when i was doing research on these new sodas there was actually a peeps flavored pepsi as in the easter time marshmallow candy peeps there was a version of pepsi that was supposed to taste like the peeps which peeps taste like nothing they taste like sugar like candy cane sugar yeah so i can't i'm like that was there was a soda version of peeps so now there's a soda version of mike and ike's and again one is in cherry and one is in strawberry so what do you say so um i already only have diet soda so you just you just uh, uh, describing this to me it was giving me like um in spanish we have a word it's called empalagad it basically means like too much sweet, like you can't take any more sugar. So just hearing you describe that, estamos empalagados for all our Spanish listeners. I love that uh, there's a special word just for having too much sweet. <laughs> isn't that funny? That it just shows you how much sweet we eat in Spanish culture that we have a word for like too much sweet. Um, <laughs> for me, it's a killer. And let me just say to the people listening, I eat all my food dead anyway. So I think it's a very odd thing for us to say kill it. <laughs> so it's a killer. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, do you eat any of your food alive? Well, again, it's based on our on our trailer talk rating system, Toad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we're, you know said. what? We're, we're, we're killing the idea of it. We're not killing the thing. We're killing the idea. This is a bad idea is what we're saying by killing. <laughs> thank you, Tone. I love how you just call me out right on the show, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're probably, you're probably going to go to Apple Podcasts and give our podcast a bad review. Thanks a lot. <laughs> All right. So. We'll be a 4.6 podcast instead of 4.7. <laughs> Oh my god! All right. What about you, Kevin? Now you know what I was never a fan of fruit flavored candy as a kid. My I always was like, um, chocolate, please. You can keep your Jolly Rancher. Stay on the ranch, Jolly, because I yeah. Pass me a Snickers. Pass me a peanut butter cup. I am not. I'm not about that life. That that fruit flavored life. Um, and and the crazy thing about quote unquote a Mike and Ike flavored cherry or strawberry soda is won't it just taste like a cherry or a strawberry crush? Mm-hmm. Or something. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine how it would be different. The like the Mike and Ike's version of cherry and strawberry is so fundamentally different than any other candy or soda flavored that's like cherry or strawberry. So I just feel like this is a gimmick. I can't imagine it tasting any different. If you did a blindfolded taste test of any like store brand generic cherry or strawberry soda against the Mike and Ike strawberry or cherry soda, I think it'd be pretty much the same. So I also will kill this. I have zero interest in this whatsoever. I'm sure the only natural thing in that bottle is the water that was used to make the soda. Everything else, I'm sure it's using corn syrup, not real cane sugar, all kinds of dyes, all kinds of artificial flavors. Yeah, so nothing good in that bottle. But I guess the nostalgia that some people have for Mike and Ike. All right, so the last thing on our menu, I'm really curious to hear what you think of this. So up next on our menu is Van Leeuwen, the upscale ice cream shop known for decadent French ice creams that have flavors like Royal Wedding, which features elderflower notes and lemon, and its most famous Earl Grey tea flavor is debuting a new flavor. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? The new I'm, quite, I'm listening. The new flavor is Kraft Macaroni and Cheese oh. Ice Cream. <laughs> made with it's made with what? the actual cheese powder that gives Kraft macaroni and cheese its signature neon yellow color <laughs> so let me read you the description that they oh, have God. on their website of the flavor nothing makes us happier than this Kraft macaroni and cheese ice cream if this reminds you of the ice cream you grew up with you might be out of your mind. If this reminds you of the comforting bowl of Kraft macaroni and cheese you grew up with, you're getting warmer. Did we make this ice cream with that buttery, sweet, iconic cheese? You bet. And if you'd like to get this comfort food mashup in your freezer, it's going to cost you $12 a pint. Wow, that's expensive. I know. And I will give you a little background. There's no actual macaroni in it, so it's just flavored <laughs> with... It's, it's going to have a smooth tech. There's no macaroni chunks. <laughs> there's, there's, it's just the flavor of the actual cheese packet. Wow, that's like super duper... Uh, 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 I don't want to say gross, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, you gotta tell me about this before we do the show, because I would have just been like, "What?" Wait, is there a word in Spanish for macaroni and cheese ice cream? <laughs> no bueno, no bueno. That's what I was saying. <laughs> no es bueno. <laughs> 
It's no good, Kevin. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie to you. This is a kid. The minute you were describing, I was like, kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it. Let's go on to the next. Oh, my God. What were they thinking? You you know what? If you got, we are a four point seven right now. I, I need you guys to listening, listening right now to to go and write a review on Apple Podcasts and tell us: Do you want Kevin and me to purchase one of these items? And we'll do a special <laughs> oh my episode God. where we'll each try one of these live, like when we record this, and you can hear our actual what we think. And you'll you'll force us to eat one of these. So just go in your review and tell us which one you want us to do because I'm killing this, Kevin. No, it's no bueno for oh me. Oh my you? God! Oh my God! Now th- this has turned into fear factor. Last week, Leah. <laughs> Is now fear factor. Oh my god! What well, I got something even more terrifying for you to think about. Can you imagine if you made an ice cream float with Mike and Ike's cher- uh. strawberry or cherry with two scoops of delicious macaroni and cheese ice cream? That's a colonoscopy cleanse right there. <laughs> oh my god! Well, anyway, you know what? I have to say a, a, a wholehearted, not even a shadow of a doubt kill it to both these summertime treats Mm -hmm. this is it's the worst summer ever (laughs) did you did you think about that kevin before that that you can mix these together like that's like a really (laughs) it's a terrifying you know it's the definition of a cruel summer (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh my god God. please don't pick these when you write your review pick something else All right. We can't recap or taste everything. <laughs> but we do, but we do want to talk about the topics uh you think are the hottest. So, if you see anything going on in the news, pop culture or entertainment you want to hear our take on, let us know. You can message us on Twitter or Instagram. We're at Last Weekly on both. And you can share your thoughts with us about the highs and lows of the past week on a voice message through the anchor app just go to lastweekly.com and click on the voicemail link we would absolutely love to hear from you and have you be a part of the next favorite things bonus episode tone how can people listen other than how they're listening right now well they can definitely go to apple podcast or they can leave us a 5.0 because we're a 4.7 so you need to help (laughs) us out on that (laughs) and we're not bothered by it at all at all it's not in our hearts or anything <laughs> so um definitely on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on YouTube, where you can leave a comment and tell us what Mike and Ike drink Kevin is gonna drink and I'm not. <laughs> um they could definitely listen to us on WJMSradio.com every Sunday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 1.30 p.m. Pacific. And there's a rerun every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. And to make things easy, because that's what Kevin and me do, unless when he makes us say kill it, um, <laughs> go to lastweekly.com <laughs> for all our links. So we listen to everything. And Kevin and I want to let you know that the Last Weekly theme song is a song lush. We love it by the artist Tyler. Kevin. <laughs> all right. I want to thank you so much for listening and supporting us on social media and following us there and uh, uh, checking Tone and I out on Clubhouse as well. We really appreciate it. And don't forget to join us for the next episode of Last Weekly because the week doesn't end. Say it with me, Tone. Until Until we we say say so. so. So close. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) 